You're listening to the Church at Grace Point Leadership Podcast with Eric Powers, Justin Mucka, and Sam Connor as we talk through Lead Like It Matters by Craig Rochelle. Today, the guys discuss bringing it into focus. Hello, and welcome back to the Church at Grace Point Leadership Podcast. We're reading Lead Like It Matters by Craig Rochelle. Uh, we would love for you to read it with us, ask questions, join the conversations. Uh, you can do that by emailing us at podcast at gracepoint.church or follow us on Instagram at GP Leadership Podcast and message us there. We'd love to hear from you. We might even talk about some of your questions or your discussion on on the show, and it would be a lot of fun if somebody would would start messaging us and uh, we could we could talk about it on here. Do it. Um, but we're reading Lead Like It Matters. Like I said, I got Justin and Sam here with us today. Um, we're talking about uh, chapter three today. Uh, this chapter is titled "Bringing It Into Focus." Bringing it into focus, and so we've been uh, last couple episodes. We've been talking about things like what is it, um, where does it come from, stuff like that. We've we've been talking about several different things. Uh, this time today, uh, this is like the last chapter to set up for the next seven chapters that are really going to be the the meat of this book. And we're looking forward to that. Uh, so this is a, another intro chapter, another setup chapter, uh, where we get to bring it into focus. Um, he he opens uh, Craig Rochelle opens this again. It's it's another fun chapter, and it's not more stories. Uh, another fun story. Uh, he begins this chapter talking about his wife. He shares a story about uh, her amazing spaghetti sauce, hmm, right? The secret hungry. sauce. It, it, yeah, for real. Um, somehow. This spaghetti sauce that she made blew him away, and he was like, "What makes this so much better than every other spaghetti sauce I've ever had?" It wasn't Prego. It was not Prego, <laughs> right? Uh, and so he's just talking about how amazing his wife is, how amazing her her spaghetti sauce was, and, and calls it the secret sauce, which is kind of fun. Um, and uh, and the, the point that he makes out of this, uh, it goes kind of like this. It's a secret sauce uh, that some have it and others do not. And so he kind of ties it into having it. And he's like, the secret sauce that some people have, some people don't have it. And that's that's what we're talking about today, um, is bringing it into focus. Uh, and and the, the first kind of subtitle that he has in this chapter says, Good News About It. And the good news, again, he reminds us again, you can find it in all types of churches. Mm-hmm. That's the good news, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he he starts talking about that again, how you can find it anywhere. Uh, it's not limited to a denomination that you put on the sign. Uh, he reminds us again that, that humans have nothing to do with this. I, I think that as we continue to remind ourselves that it's, it, it is not uh, confined to a denomination or a certain church or a certain building or anything like that, or to a building at all, it reminds us that humans really have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. it it's a move of God. It's from God. It's something that God gives us, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It, uh, it sounds great because, I mean, that's just like really encouraging to know that in, in itself. Like we don't, we don't have to worry about possessing it and um, like we don't have to worry about manufacturing it. There we go. We don't have to worry about creating it. And that we're going to see that in this section as well. Um, he explains that it can't be manufactured or created. It just, you either have it or you don't. Um, and, and we're going to also see these qualities that he's going to give us later on, um, that he even admits that he doesn't know how to tell us the three-step process on how to get it. 
Um, but it's, it's just, he's giving us as much wisdom as he has. Like, and I mean, it's credible because he has one of the fastest growing churches still in the world. And, mm. um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this. This is cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. So in this first section, I, something that kind of summarizes what you just said, he says on page 25, and this is kind of a long quote, but this is what he says. He says, I can't tell you exactly what it is. Part of what makes it, it is that it defies categorization. Uh, it won't reduce to a memorable slogan. It is far too special for that. That's why we have to embrace the fact that God makes it happen. It's yeah. from Him. Mm-hmm. It is by Him. It is for His glory. We can't create it. We can't reproduce it. We can't manufacture it. It is not a model. It is not a style. It is not a result of a program. You can't purchase it or assemble it. It can't be copied. Not everyone will get it. It can't be learned in a classroom, yet even though it can't be taught, I like this, it can be caught, right? Yes. Uh, that's so cool. And Love I think uh, this is great news. And, and there's a there's a reason why it's uh, it's under a category in the book that says good news about it, okay? Uh, it, it is good news. I, I feel like all these notes he, he makes tells us that it is a heart thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when it comes to a church having it, when it comes to a person having it, when it comes to a leader having it, it's, it starts with the heart, the heart of the church, the atmosphere of the church, what the church is seeking after and desiring, what that person, the heart of a person, it's a heart thing, all right? Uh, there's nothing you can do to make it, create it, get it, but it does exist, and it's all about the motives and desires yeah. and love in your, in your heart. Yeah, my favorite quote in this chapter was, it's it's not a model, it's a mindset. Mm. I love that. Yeah. It's it's like, because we can get so caught up in like the growth. And when you grow like to a certain extent, you got to start putting systems in place to keep you in check and everybody else. But when that starts to become the focus of keeping that system, then we can lose like the vision and the heart and the mindset behind it. And uh, he says here, if a church's success is merely based on uh, gifted leaders, uh, creating or manufacturing it, that ministry or that church will be built on sand and it will not stand. And I, I that really struck home for me. That was a, a really good quote that I thought was like, that sums up that point that he's making about it being a mindset as opposed to a model. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus on that that saying for just saying, it can't be taught, but it can be caught. Yeah. Uh, let's think about that for just a second. Dude, that's, a, that's fun because uh, I love the word contagious, right? Uh, it, it, during COVID, it was kind of like, ah, stay away from that. Don't, don't, don't mess with that. And we actually did an event right after COVID was over, and we called it contagious. And it was kind of funny. It was our middle school, <laughs> our middle school uh, VBS, the uh, the the. The, wow. theme. the theme that year. There we go. <laughs> the theme that year was contagious, and it's like we want to be contagious. Not a great thing to do right after COVID, but um, but it's okay. Uh, we did it anyways. But uh, so our our theme that year being cont- like it can't be taught, sure, but it can absolutely be caught. So if you're, like you're really living out and around people and in the midst of people, and you're really like seeking God with everything you've got, and you have it, uh, you can absolutely spread it to the people around you. Yeah, I think uh, he says this uh, later. I think, but it really it relates a lot, really well. So um, he's saying, whenever you don't have it, it's sometimes like you don't you don't notice that. Mm-hmm. But whenever you you do, like it's very like you're like, oh wow, I see that. And so with with this idea like being contagious, like whenever you have it uh, as a church or as like 
like your church staff, your like the church congregation, like everybody, when you have it as a church, it is very contagious. Like the people that come in from the outside, they are like, wow, they yeah. see it. They're like, he describes it as an unstoppable force. Like there's yeah. nothing you can do to stop it. Like when you have it, it is an unstoppable force. It's going to, it's going to plow through your church and just like get everybody. It is going to be extremely contagious. I love it. Yeah. And isn't it great that, I mean, that he tells us that uh, it can't be put into a category because if it was something that could be put in a box or put in a category, something that we could just easily define, it wouldn't, it would have, it would lose all its like special purposes. Like mm-hmm. it, that fact alone shows us really that or where it comes from, you know, mm-hmm. that it's from God. And it's all all the glory to him for that. And no nothing for us. It's not anything that we do ourselves. And so I think I think that's um the heart behind it being caught like like yeah, there's a lot of things that we learn. There's a lot of things that is our responsibility and with this, our responsibility here is to tune our hearts and our minds towards the direction that God has for us and our church and that's how it is caught. If it was something that was easy to get to be caught, then it would we would completely miss out on the process it takes to like get it or possess it. It's for people who really want it. Like you have to really be seeking God, not just for what he can give you it, but for like who he is. Like you have to answer the calling with an open heart to what the Lord wants to show you and like the leadership skills that are required, like these qualifications, these qualities, sorry, not qualifications, these qualities that are required for you to have it. And um, it's like in the last episode, I was like, well, maybe the next chapter will, he, it will be like him telling us how to get it. And it's, it's cool because it's different from what we think. Like we think he's going to list out, this is exactly the step-by-step process, but no, it's, these are the qualities that we're going to talk about later. These are the qualities that you have to have. And then later on in the book, I think at the end of the chapter, he explains that he wants to, uh, he's going to, he wants to tell us how like to apply those qualities. But again, it's like not something that we think it is. It's like, it's not a three-step easy process. It's like, it's for people who really want to grow the kingdom and seek God and open themselves up to what, the Lord wants to do in your ministry for his will. Yeah. I think, I think we mentioned this earlier that, um, that it's not a three-step process, like to get it. It's not like take these three steps and you're good to go. Right. And I think that if it was something that fit into a box, it would be something that simple, right? Uh, it would be just a simple three-step process and everybody would be able to receive that box and open it up and do the three steps and have it. Uh, but that, that's a shortcut, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's probably something the enemy tempts us with all the time. Is that yeah, go ahead and take this shortcut, and you can have it, and, mm-hmm. and you can look like you have it, but you might not actually have it. And so, uh, but but Jesus is like, I don't want you to just take a shortcut to have it. I want you to walk with me through all of this to receive it. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah. I want you to to ask for it a bunch of times. I want you to fight for it. I want you to dig for it. I want you to uh, work for it. That kind of stuff, and it just shows the. You know the the picture of Christianity that Christ does want to walk with us, and God wants to have this relationship with us. It's not just like a one time experience of it, but it's a continual digging for it, working for it, experiencing it, loving it, living in all of it, and just uh, continuing to to walk with Christ through it. Whenever you go on a road trip, uh, or whenever my family does, 
uh, my mom always tells me one thing it's don't, don't focus so much on like, like the end destination, but a lot of it's the journey. Right. So oh. if, if we were just given everything, like we didn't have to work for anything, if it was just given to us, like there, there'd be a whole lot that we're missing out on. And, um, with everything with God, yeah, it takes a lot of work. It takes, uh, repetition. It takes, um, commitment and discipline and all these things. And there's a lot of that, that we wouldn't have if we were just immediately given everything without a little bit of, a little bit of hard work. On the bottom of 30, uh, it says, good news, you can develop these qualities. Mm-hmm. Bad news, spiritual shortcuts rarely work. They just don't work. Hardly ever. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's cool to have, you know, again, systems in place that help you get the work done faster. Because, I mean, there is practical work we have to get done as ministers and leaders. Um, but that should not be the focus. Like that shouldn't be the most time consuming thing. It, you, we sh- need to be loving people, you know? Yeah. Um, I think there's a difference in taking a shortcut and getting your, being productive and getting your stuff done. Absolutely. Then taking a shortcut in your spiritual walk with Christ. Does that yeah. make sense? So yeah, absolutely. Put systems in place, put things in place that help you get organized and help you get your, your things done quickly. And, and like and help you be productive and and create more space so you can be more productive stuff like that but when it comes to the the digging and the groaning and the stretching and the really living for Jesus and in your spiritual walk with Christ there's no shortcuts right mm-hmm. uh, there's abs- there's no shortcuts to your bible study and your quiet time daily there's no shortcuts in your prayer time stuff like that i, I think the 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 place where we cannot take shortcuts and where we lose it and where we get, begin to miss out on it is when we take shortcuts in our spiritual life, not just in our professional life. Um, and we start to, you know, make our, our Bible studies go by quicker or our prayer time go by quicker mm. or, or our spiritual walk with Christ, our time in the presence of God go by quicker uh, just so we can be more productive and get moving with more and more stuff. I think that's the, the spiritual shortcuts that, that he may be talking about here. Uh, absolutely do things to be more productive and, and make your 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 production of of like your your professional work. Get that stuff organized. Get that stuff going quickly so you can be more available and but never take he's not a quick, your he's not a quick stop gas exactly. station. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no. that's yeah, you get it. Y'all get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, something cool. I really like the language he used with, um, you know, referring back to his wife sauce, getting into these yes. qualities, man. It's like he, I like to like, look at these qualities as ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's just say, you know, the first one vision, let's just pretend that's like the salt. Okay. If you're so focused on the vision, then like, you know how, you know, if you, if you're so focused on just that one ingredient, that sauce is going to be too salty. Mm-hmm. So if you're just focused on just the vision and you're not focused on kingdom mindedness or the willing to fall short, like that vision is going to become the idol. That's, you're going to be going after the end goal. Like you said, like you're going to be going after the final destination as opposed to enjoying the journey that it takes to get there. So it's a balance of ingredients. Yeah. Nobody likes it when somebody's too salty, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people still describe people as salty. 
Not really. Yeah, not really. Is Definitely. That, is that, As, okay, yeah. Okay. I've heard it just kid it a lot. I just feel like it's almost died out. That came up when I was in like high school and now yeah. it's like almost gone already. Why are you so salty, bro? I'm so old. Ten years ago. Goodness <laughs> gracious. People like to mix the generations a lot is what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. But I do I do love what he, he comes back to this story and he's like, Look, it's not we're we're we tried to figure out what it was. Like that made this sauce so amazing, and it wasn't just one ingredient; it was the mixture of them all together in a perfect blend of that. Exactly, and yeah. the fact that she added bacon apparently was a big deal. But uh, so he made a joke about that. But uh, there are several several ingredients, and they found that you know all of them working together, all of them uh, in one pot together, mixed in. That's what made it work. That's what made it the special sauce, and and so. He is going to cover in the next seven chapters different qualities, different things uh, that that make it right. That um, and, and this is not a this this isn't a list of just random things that he's come up with either. This is a a list of things that they have tried and um, experienced in his campuses. Right? He's like these are things that we've put to the test. And so for us to to see these things working at certain campuses, not working at other campuses, like this is what this is what we've tried and tested and experienced and seen uh, that these are the seven things that when they are all mixed in well together, this is what helps a church have it. Now for those of you that are listening that don't attend our church or don't have never seen our church, we are not a multi-campus church. No. We're a one campus church and we we do one service on Sundays and so but but we you know these are very very good uh principles that have been laid out to not just grow your church but grow the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I mean this is this is what he's saying is that like these these principles, these qualities like now take these and see and I, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm excited about is like we get to we get to go see what are we doing well at, what are we not doing well at, what mm. are we reaching, what are we not reaching. Like, mm. do we have it kind of thing? And that that's kind of the the cool part of the journey over the next seven chapters is that we get to experience that. We get to kind of kind of put ourselves under the microscope and say, do we have it? Do we not have it? Where are we missing it? That kind of stuff. This balance also helps us appreciate um people more like the people that we're working with um because um and and you know in a perfect world like of course we would want to be equally good at every aspect of what we're doing in our ministry but like obviously it's not and so in some areas we're really good at something and like say say i'm really good at casting a vision right um that's just my strong suit but then like my say my divine focus is is down or something like that. So the important thing is like, as we're working together, one person might have, um, might be stronger in an area that I am. Um, and so the important thing is as, as we're working together, we see how that, that all fits together. Like the, like you guys said, the, like the perfect amount of ingredients to make the, the sauce actually good and not too salty, too, salty too, too much oregano. Oregano is a great spice. Yeah, you know, yeah, but too much it, of it. My brother, he puts a little bit of dill in his sauce, and it is bomb. Like so it's bacon. so subtle, not bacon. Ew. Well, actually, I didn't even think that was a thing. Italian sausage is good to put in spaghetti sauce too. Yeah, I've, but never, bacon, I've never heard I'm anybody putting bacon in, in. Gotta try that spaghetti sauce either. But bacon's good in everything. So probably yeah. there's probably a lot of people in this church that would 
agree with that. But <laughs> we all be right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so the the point of this is stick around because the next seven episodes are, are going to be full of good stuff, packed up, full of bacon, um, full of bacon. Uh, exactly. Uh, so the it factors for this chapter go like this. The first one says this: it's not a model system or result of programs. It is not a model system or result of programs. These are these are honestly things. These first few it factors are things that we have heard him say multiple times throughout the first few chapters. Uh, so it is not a model system or result of programs. You cannot purchase it. It can't be copied. Not everyone will get it. All right. So those are things that we've heard him say over and over in uh, these first few chapters. And it's absolutely true. Uh, but this one, I, again, I love this. It can't be learned. Even though it can't be taught, it can be caught. And so it is absolutely contagious. Uh, when a person has it, uh, they, they most likely also have influence. And so they're going to be able to spread it. And that is a, that's good news. That's a great thing uh, for the church. Uh, and then the last thing he says, it happens when we allow God to grow certain vital characteristics in us and in the mm-hmm. ministries that we lead. And so again, it shows that this is it is a move of God. It's an act of God. It's a miracle from God. If you have it, it's only because God has given it to you. Um, and it's uh, it's when we allow God to grow these certain characteristics in our life uh, that we will begin to experience it, and the ministries that we are leading will be uh, begin to experience it. Yeah. And these qualities, we're, we should include these in the show notes, so they'll be in the show notes too. But it's no, it's no surprise because we covered it in the first chapter when he listed it the first time. So we have number one, vision. Number two is divine focus. Number three is unmistakable camaraderie. Number four is innovative minds. Number five is willingness to fall short. Number six is hearts focused outward. And number seven is kingdom mindedness. That's good. Uh- and we're we're going to talk about some things that we think would make that list. Um, and when you when you read that list, honestly, some of that is like uh, it's almost like, well, yeah, duh. Um, but but also it's like some of it's like, oh wow, I never thought about that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of them are like, I never thought that that would be a characteristic like that would camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like so. Uh, the question and reflection time uh, that we're gonna we're gonna pick one question out of this, and the question is, well, it's a, it's a statement. It's a it's a reflection thing. In the next section of the book, we'll discuss qualities that contribute to it. Before we look ahead, make a list of a few factors you think contribute to it. And what here? Let's let's challenge our listeners to this. It, it, join us in this. Make a list. Send us some things. Things that you characteristics uh, factors that you think would contribute to it. Um, and we'd love to hear what you think would contribute for to a ministry or a church or a person, an individual to have it, uh, that it factor. I think one of the first things that comes to my mind would just be love, mm-hmm. um, genuine love for God, first of all, and then genuine love for others and for people. Um, I think that for a person to have it, um, they've got to actually have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, they have to actually love God and, and be pursuing Him and walking with Him in a relationship. Um, and then also, I mean, you've got to really love people, uh, love people in the trenches, love people through hard things, love people no matter what kind of thing. That kind of has to be your attitude is like, no matter what, I'm going to choose to love people. Um, I, I would think that that would be on this list of factors that would make a person or a ministry or a church have it. Yeah, and I think right along with that is the first thing that came to my mind was patience. Like, 
and yet coming along with love is the reason we are able to be patient with people um, because, yeah, people are going to make mistakes and so you're going to have to be patient with them, but also they're going to have to be patient with you because you're going to do the same thing. You're going to make mistakes too. But also patience is important because say that something is not really working the way that like you guys are wanting it in your ministry and you're, you're working on getting that fixed. Like you're, you're trying to be patient and see where the Lord is trying to direct you in this area. Um, but it, it does take that patience because sometimes it doesn't just happen overnight. Like sometimes it takes like really like praying on it and really mm. just focused, being focused on it for weeks, maybe a month, maybe a year for you see real change. Yeah. And I think when people are, aren't patient, it's quick to like turn people away from the church. Think about this, all right, a scenario. If we are impatient with unbelievers and how they behave in church, the way that we act towards them can turn them off from it altogether. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if I'm impatient or hateful because of my impatience to an unbeliever, then that's acting up in church. That act isn't acting like a believer in church because they're an unbeliever. Like that that could easily, my attitude towards them or what I say to them, how I treat them could easily um, turn them off from church and Christianity altogether, right? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the word says he didn't come to, to condemn the world. He, he came to love the world. Mm -hmm. And in our case, like we're called to love the lost, but you're judged by the fruit you bear. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a professing Christian, then, you know, get ready for, you know, the, the check to come for the, yeah. for the, uh, not the criticism, but the constructive criticism for mm -hmm. the, in, in a loving way, like, Hey, let's get better. Let's do this together. This, the, the discipleship. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and, I know that's good. Patience is. And I think what feeds into that is that when Christians never become too prideful and, and, and never mm -hmm. forget where they were at at one yeah. point, like, uh, I may be mature now in my faith and mature now in how I behave and stuff like that. Like I might, be, I might look a little more like Jesus than an unbeliever does, but at one point I look just like them, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so we That's all came from the same boat, and we're all walking towards the same thing. If we're if we've chosen Jesus as our Savior, if we've given our life to Him, like we're walking towards that image that we should be. That's what we're striving for. The image of Christ is the image that we're walking towards. But we've all been in the same boat at one point. So if we're impatient with unbelievers or impatient with people that are not as spiritually mature as we are, we're not doing our job. We're not care we're not we're not encouraging them. We're not mentoring them. We're not, you know, discipling them the way that we should well, be. That's when mercy and grace come in. Yeah. Yeah. Mercy is the um it's like letting you off when you should have like had way worse consequences, but grace is the gifts that are bestowed that we don't like deserve after like what we've done. Like mm -hmm. it's so why not show that to, to the unbelievers? Yeah. So patience. Yes, absolutely. Good. Good job, Sam. <laughs> I did it. What else do we think? <laughs> we got anything else that we think should contribute to this list? Well, if we want to really go that route, then we can just talk about all the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And then, yeah, because they're in the Bible for a reason for us, for like how we're supposed to act as Christians, which in turn means in our leadership, mm -hmm. how we're supposed to act. So I, I, you can go down the list and really see each one, how each one of those really should be considered for this. Yeah, I mean, they reflect Christ. They they show that we're full of the Spirit and full of something different than the world, that we're 
you know, that we've released self and sinfulness and the world out of us and, and trying to fill ourselves with the Spirit. I mean, it's Jesus working on us from the inside out. So, yeah, we should look more like the fruits of the Spirit and less like the world all the time. You would think those would make this list. That That is a hmm. good good point. Like, cause I, I see just another really strong one of those that really pops out is faithfulness, mm. right? And how big a role does faithfulness play in, mm. in that in, it factor? Like, if we are not faithful in the areas that God has called us to, there's no shot we're going to have the it factor yeah. or have it. Like, we're, it's not, it's not going to be there. It's not going to be present yep. because we're not following the direction that the Lord has. For, and just to even go back a second, there's something that I had from earlier um, on page 26, right right, like first sentence after that that header when it says when it works. It says, when a ministry has it, most things the leaders try seem to work. And I put a little note by it that says not by their power. Like it's not working because like uh, it's, you don't have it just because like you might happen to like, oh, we want to do this. And then it so happens to work. You're like, oh, yeah, that's we have it. It, it works because uh, it works when you're following the Lord's direction and right. like, this is where he's leading you to go. So obviously it's going to work because it's where he's leading you to go. Mm-hmm. And it even says, uh, when a ministry has it, the staff know they're part of something much bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's, they know that it's not about them. It's, it's about God and it's about glorifying him. And so that's where our faithfulness really takes, takes root in that. That's good. Another uh, word that comes to mind that's all over the Bible is perseverance in your faith, especially in the New Testament with the like the new church with the new with the with the first century church. I mean, you know how like much perseverance they had to like have in order to like build what they built. Mm. I mean, like I can't even imagine they they were really persecuted, and I mean they persevered, and we have we have the church today. It's still going strong two thousand years later. And we talk about empires and countries falling in that time. That's that's pretty cool to think about too. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you guys have anything else? I think we're. I mean, yeah. Let's go for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're gonna keep these episodes short. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we again, we would love to hear from you if you if you have factors, qualities that would uh, contribute to this. Uh, what you think it is and what it takes to have it. Uh, we'd love to hear for, from you. Uh, add to our list. Um, send us some comments, some thoughts, what you, what you think, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you for joining us. We hope to see you again real soon. I'm looking forward to the next seven chapters, the next seven episodes. We're going to dig into some, some meaty stuff. I think, I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, make sure to follow the show and share it with your friends. Join our conversation. You can email us or message us on Instagram. We really want to hear from you, but for Justin and Sam, I'm Eric. See you next time. This has been the Church at Grace Point Leadership Podcast. Make sure to follow the show, leave a review, and share it with leaders in your life. Pick up a copy of Lead Like It Matters by Craig Rochelle and join the conversation. We'd love to hear your feedback, answer your questions, and have conversations about Jesus with you. You can contact us by email at podcast at gracepoint.church or send a message on Instagram at GP Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening.